Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk about six things that you can do when things aren't going your way. Perhaps a launch didn't go well, or perhaps you're having some arguments or disagreements with someone in your network or your friends or your family. It doesn't matter when trouble strikes and you feel like you want to lose your mind. I have a better way, a better way that doesn't cause us to get into a rage moment or run and hide or just freeze in place and not do any action. We're going to talk about six healthy ways that you can cope with troubling or problematic or downright irritating situations. You're going to get all these tips coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we are back. But before we dive into today's episode, as always, special shout out for those of you who have been listening for the very first time. Whoop, whoop. Glad that you're here. Glad that you're listening. Know that you could be at a whole bunch of other places and you're so glad you're sticking around with me. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. That way, as soon as I can drop an episode, you'll be able to listen to it. Lickety split. And for those of you who have been listening, for multiple episodes. Hey, see that you're there. Thank you so much. Sending you electronic hugs as we speak. And if you haven't done so already, let's be besties on social media. Follow me on Denise G. Lee on Twitter or Denise George Lee on LinkedIn where you'll read inspiration, motivation, a little bit of sass and everything in between because I want to support you and not just your, in your business, but in your entire life because this is what this podcast is all about. We're having a holistic approach on business life and everything that matters most to you. If you want more of that, make sure that you are staying plugged in. This episode is more a spinoff of my course, Amazing Attitude. Amazing Attitude, you can only you can find it only at deniseglee.com slash courses, find Amazing Attitude. On a sidebar note, I just wanted to say that everyone who always comes to my website say, are you Denise G? G Glee, Denise Glee. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, maybe I should change my name to Denise Glee. I think that is a attitude that I will happily and proudly adopt. Anyway, let's talk about things going wrong. And I think this is kind of t- a really important and timely episode, not just for you guys, but for me as well. Because I'm a fond believer of one of the concepts that I'm going to be uh, sharing with you is that without a testimony, we don't have tests. And I definitely see that all of the experiences that I have been accumulating, you have been accumulating, is definitely being used in our arsenal of expertise and knowledge and wisdom that we can pass on and share with others. That being said, I've been having two back-to-back issues that have been causing me a little bit of irritation and distress. One on my business side and coincidentally one on my personal side. So I've got tag teams on my business as well as personal issues that have been really nagging at me. Now, the biz- both of them have been impacting a little bit of how I've been running my business. Another one has literally been act- acting on how I've been running my personal life. That all being said, without getting into too many details about 
those incidents, the personal and the business side, it has caused me moments where I have to really dig into the toolbox of the things that I have taught myself an amazing attitude and things that I've learned and things I've shared with clients privately. And all of this is to say that I'm not just talking out of my rear air area. <laughs> I'll just call it rear area. <laughs> I'm talking about things and I'm living, I'm breathing, I'm going through the the mess. And if you're going through that mess too, I'm right with you, right there, front and center. Okay, I've promised you six things and you are going to get six things. I'm going to list them all at once and then we're going to dive into all of these things together. Now, if you have a journal and a pen to make sure that you write all of this stuff down indicate the things like, oh my goodness, I really need to dive more into this idea because I want to fully support you during our time with one another. And obviously, if you want to get more in depth into this, you can check out Amazing Attitude or send me a message at hello and denisegelee.com. I'd love to fully support you so that you can be able to dive in a little bit deeper and examine how you're dealing with problems, big or small, in your personal or your professional life. Okay. Number one, don't dismiss your emotions. Number two, center calm and self-nurture. Number three, identify what is in your control. Number four, make friends, not enemies. Number five, it is happening for you, not to you. And lastly, number six, release over to God, higher power, the universe, whoever you want to call them, the desired outcome. Now let's dive into today's episode. With number one, don't dismiss your emotions. I think it's very common for those of us who have been in really traumatic environments or environments where we weren't allowed to calmly express our needs, our wants, our desires, or fact, or even our pain or discomfort. And then we come into this situation as adults where we go into one of three emotions where we have to fight our way through hostility or for anger or be combative, or we can go into total fright mode or kind of suspension mode where we're, we're paralyzed and we don't do anything or say anything. We try to make ourselves invisible and or pretend that the problem or the problems don't even exist. We don't even acknowledge it. Or we just go into complete flight where we are trying to not, this is the difference between kind of flight versus fright or being suspended where, and we're in suspension mode. We don't do anything, but in flight mode, we're trying to run away. We're trying to evade. We're trying to avoid. We're not, we're actively moving away as much as possible. And I want to let you know that all three, we're designed in our from our bodies at a genetic level. It comes from our ancestors where when they were in cave areas and there was big dinosaurs, or I, I know you're going to say, Denise, dinosaurs and humans weren't existing at the same time. But just flow with me on this analogy where we were up against hostile animals or creatures. And it was designed that the people who survived and thrived were the ones that were able to act either in one of those three primary primary ways because our emotions 
allowed us to be able to only boil down to those three critical animal and primal instinct areas, flight, fright, or flight. And I want to let you know that there is a better way of doing this as human beings. We are equipped with some more skills other than that. And if we're not acknowledging our emotions, if we're not allowing ourselves to feel the gamut of anger or sadness or disappointment or rage or whatever the emotions are, we usually go to those fright, flight, or fight kind of situations. And I want to let you know that today's a brand new day if you're listening to this and you feel that the only things that you've been able to do is either get angry or stay in place or try to run away. I want to let you know that we can do better than that. And one of the ways that we can do that is by saying out loud, journaling, tell another person, hey, I feel upset or I'm scared or I'm worried or this upsets me. And here's the critical thing that I want you to do. After you acknowledge it, I want you to write because. And this makes me feel this because. And I understand this impacts my feelings because. For a lot of us, we just feel the emotions, but we don't attach the reasoning behind it. And for a lot of us, when we attach a rationale behind why we feel certain things, it helps us to feel a little bit more in control. It helps to reduce the stress. It helps us to feel more empowered because we're just not spinning aimlessly and being thrown to the wind, as it were, with our feelings. We can actually have control over it. I was talking with a client the other day and we were just going over the issue of feelings in general. And she asked me, well, I know that being angry is a bad emotion. And I had to stop there in that moment. I had to stop her in that moment and said, there's no such thing as a bad emotion. Emotions are just emotions. There's no good. There's no bad. It's just a way for you to label and identify how you're feeling in that present moment. The key is that we are being able to acknowledge and not getting overwhelmed into the emotions. For a lot of us, again, we have had a hard time regulating our emotions. And the reason that we haven't been able to regulate is because we don't really allow ourselves the time and the space and the energy to really understand and to under unpack why we're feeling the things that we're feeling. And that helps us from going into these manic spirals of anxiety attacks or these euphoria moments where we're overindulging or we're eating, we're not even thinking, or being overly people-pleasing and codependent with clients or family members. That's the reason behind it. And I want you to acknowledge that you have a right to feel feelings no matter what they are and that it's okay to express them. Even if the person or the or is involved, another person is involved, you can still have the right to say, I feel X, Y, and Z because even if they don't want to express it, you have a right to declare it. You can declare it with yourself. You can declare it with a friend. You can declare it on a journal. You can declare it in your 
meditation time or wherever you feel most comfortable. But I want to let you know that it's okay to declare it. And on this issue of emotions, I want to let you know something that I wish someone explained this to me when I was in the beginning of my healing recovery journey. And I'm hoping that this is going to be helpful for you too. And here's the idea is that not everybody is going to be okay with you not feeling okay. And the reason behind it is very simple. A lot of people are not able to fully be aware and comfortable with their own emotions and their feelings. And they're going to try to dismiss yours because it feels uncomfortable because of their own lack of emotional capacity of acknowledging and being comfortable with their feelings of distraught or being uncomfortable. And I want to let you know that's okay. Not everyone is going to be able to match and mirror your ability to process and regulate your emotions. But that doesn't mean that you have to go insane (laughs) because other people are unable to regulate their emotions. I had this very, this interesting interaction when I was remembering the beginning of our time with one another, I was saying that I've been having personal as well as professional struggles. I was interacting with someone about a personal issue, specifically about my teeth and just trying to get some dental work done. And I was interacting with the customer service rep and I was acknowledging why I was disappointed and what I was looking for in a remedy and acknowledging the fact that I understand this was beyond the company's normal protocol, but I'm feeling dissatisfaction. And the person lashed out in anger and that the person was trying to corner me into a box by saying that he was the only one that he I could deal with and that this was the only compromise that could be made. And I knew that was not to be true in terms of he was the sole contact for this matter and that this was the only resolution to be made. And I told him that I was going to elevate this to certain other people and to continue the dialogue because I was not feeling satisfied at all with the resolution that was provided. And I could tell through the email message response that he he was very trite and not very nice at all with my response. But I was simply just telling him what was in my right and what I believed to be true. And a lot of people aren't going to be able to handle that. A lot of people don't feel comfortable with other people expressing themselves in a firm, positive way where I'm not insulting them. I'm not trying to belittle their own situation. This is what I want for you and your business. I want this in your life where you're able to acknowledge what you need, what you want, your feelings, but in a way that feels good for you. And I just want to let you know, big caveat is that not everyone's going to respect that. (laughs) Not everyone's going to understand that because of their own issues and their own weak interpersonal issues that they've got going on. But that's not your problem. That's why you're listening to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, because you know that there is a better way of dealing with your business and dealing with your life. All right. Number two, actually, that's a really big thing that I want to get into is center, calm, and self-nurture. Now, let me talk about what that is. Remember how I was telling you earlier that it's really natural for all of us to spiral out of out of control and to let our emotions overwhelm us. And for most of us who have been in that situation, we have been doing a fun variety of either self-medicated or going into addiction spiral. And I'll let me explain what both elements are. First, let's talk about the self-medicating, which actually leads into the addiction, but let's 
break that down and explain what that looks like. For a lot of us who have not been able to process our emotions in healthy ways because we it was a model for us or it was downright restricted because of the poor parenting or parent figures that we had as childhood or hex even through traumatic experiences, we go into these patterns where we over literally over drink, over sleep, over eat, over worry, over fill in the blank, where on the surface it looks okay, but in reality we're overindulging in a particular emotion or activity. And if we do this enough times, it becomes a full-blown addiction where anytime the hint of a problem or frustration or irritation creeps up, we spiral into these addictions without thinking. It just becomes an unconscious behavior where you snap your fingers when the incident happens and poof, you're there in the roller coaster ride of confusion. And unless something or someone intervenes, and it's usually in a very traumatic kind of way where your business is having problems, your personal life is having problems, something's just going really haywire, that's the only time that we stop. And I want to let you know that that time is over. We're not going to do this. There's a better way. We can self-nurture. Now, let me list all the ways that we can self-nurture. I dive into a little bit more about self-nurturing routines on Amazing Attitude, but for the purposes of our call, or talk rather, let's talk about some simple ways that we can do that. Obviously, we can journal, we can call a friend, we can pray, we can do, for me, one of my favorite activities I've been doing for my own self-care, self-nurturing is I've been using adult coloring books. That's something that really has been helpful for me. You need to find out something that works well for you. That's the point I'm trying to make. I want you to get out of the habit of when you're recognizing, when your emotions feel out of whack, what can you do next? What is a better way that you can get out of the self-destructive spiral into something that can make you feel whole and nurtured? And for a lot of us, it's been autopilot where we just instantly get into it. And maybe we don't even realize that we've been self-destructed for a day or perhaps weeks or months or heck, <coughs> years. For a lot of us, we've been doing this for so freaking long, we don't even recognize when we get into it. But here are some ways that you know that you're in a self-destructive cycle when you're you're doing repetitive actions. You're allowing yourself to nurture a lot of toxic emotions, rage, guilt depression, sadness. Perhaps you're finding yourself thinking about the incident over and over on a loop. Perhaps you've been doing certain activities that you know are not healthy. That's kind of the keys and indicator that you need to center and calm yourself and do some of the self-nurturing activities. I, I want to throw this out to exercise is a great way to help and do increase those endorphins and to reduce those serotonin, those negative stress emotions, and to help you rebalance your emotions as well. Kind of the Prozac and a push-up <laughs> where you're able to calm yourself in a natural way. All right, let's talk about number three, identify what is in your control. For a lot of us, we have felt out of control. We felt that things were out of our way. It was luck or our when are we going to get our clients or when's our boss going to be nice to us or when's our parent figure going to stop acting crazy? It always felt that for a lot of us for a long time, that things were beyond our control. I was 
talking about with a client where she felt that her mother was on a design mission to make her life miserable. And I want to let you know that for a lot of us, we are giving a lot more power to people that are not that capable. They're not super villains designed to make your life harder. For a lot of circumstances, they're either damaged or broken, or they only have their own self-motivated interests in mind. And they're not on a personal mission to make your life miserable. They're just on a personal mission to make their life feel better. And they only are only able to relate with you in a dysfunctional manner. So I just want to just lay that one out there to demystify the idea that people are on a personal vendetta to get you. And that may feel that way. I know there's some people who are just damaged and they just want to attack because it feels good for them. But again, they're damaged and that's the only way that they are able to relate with people. One of the things I always talk with my clients about is hurt people, hurt people. That's the only way that they can behave. I, on that note, I remember I was having this incident on social media where I was writing a lot of kind of content about sleazy business sales tactics and just feeling a little frustrated. And I remember I had this woman who was constantly on there saying, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. You should name her. You should do all these things. And I thought for a second that they were my friend, they were allied because they were always in agreement until they read a post that they disagreed and they were the first person <laughs> to say something negative about me and to encourage other people to be negative. And I realized right then on the spot that, oh my goodness, why are they doing this? I remember talking about this incident with my husband. My husband said, they were never your ally. They were just hooked on negativity. And it just so happens you were providing them the medicine, the fuel that they wanted isn't that the truth? So often we have so many people around us that just got hooked on negativity We negativity, and we thought they were allied with us and they weren't allied with us at all. They weren't aligned. They were just happy to be negative alongside with you. And I want to let you know that as you get healthier, as you be able to recognize who's around in your world, you're going to acknowledge the people who are actually for you versus the people who are just hooked on being angry and negative. And you're going to be able to start making some decisions about who matters in your world and why they matter. This is going to be really a game changer for you if you have been experiencing this and have no idea what to do or how to interact with people, okay? And actually that ties into number four is make friends, not enemies. For a lot of us, we feel that we have to fight fire with fire and we don't have to do that. We That is over. We have to acknowledge that everybody is not equipped with the same emotional toolbox as us, but we can always, always seek to find compromise, understand, and relate. I talk about this a lot in my course, Amazing Attitude, about how to find compromise with people, because I definitely feel that for, in this current society, especially with the pandemic, we have really made people feel very emotional. They feel, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to relate with people. And there's such a better way. And I want to let you know is always look at someone as your friend, as someone that's 
partnering with you to solve a problem and not an obstacle. When you come at people with an angry, hostile attitude, trust me, it will be matched and mirrored in the same intensity, if not more, because of people's own unresolved issues and their own problems. I want to let you know that you can do better. You can relate with people in a more healthier way. And that's always saying, this person's my friend. I'm seeking a resolution. And literally saying that I trust that you want a resolution too. I understand that you're feeling upset about this or whatever emotion. Acknowledge their feelings. Make them feel that their feelings are just as valid as yours. And trust me, if you're working from that emotion where people are actually working together to solve problems, trust me, the guards will drop. The people will actually be more hospitable to you. Okay, now let's talk about the next one is it's happening for you, not to you. For a lot of my clients, I've talked with with a lot of clients about this, this whole issue that I can't believe this. This is all against me. This is ruining my life. This is going all these problems. I can't grow my business. I can't grow my social media audience. This is just ruining my life. I can't do anything. And this whole spiral of gloom and doom, it needs to end right now. I want you to know, remember how I was saying that every testimony has a series of tests and every message has a series of messages. This is true and not just your personal life, but in your business life as well. You are accumulating knowledge and information and tools that are going to help you learn. For example, I was talking with my husband about certain things I was doing in my business, specifically some intellectual property issues. And I was explaining to him that I'm only using this type of Sigma uh, because it hasn't been registered yet. And my husband looked at me and he laughed. He said, yeah, it cost you $1,000 for a lawyer to figure that out because of a prior business activity I was doing. And I laughed and he was right. I had to pay money. I learned it. And that lesson was learned etched into my brain permanently. And I will never, ever, ever make that mistake again. And that's a explanation of how all the many ways that you can be able to pass forward all the things that you've learned and all the things that you can be able to share with others through those experiences. So take heart, dear one, if you're going through something that's really hard, understand that all of this is being accumulated for your knowledge base. You're building a library of experiences that you can share for yourself, others, and your community. And that is a pretty cool thing when you think about it. All right, lastly, release over to God the desired outcome. Now, if you don't believe in God, you can say higher power, the universe, whatever you want to fill in the blank. For a lot of us, we have been so hell-pent on certain outcomes coming. And I want to let you know that we don't have to do that anymore. We don't have to be determined that things have to go our way all the time. Perhaps it's going to unfold in a different way that's unexpected, that's going to really help you in a way that you haven't expected. I'll give you a perfect example. I was talking with my husband the other day, and he's told me all the time that he wasn't I was not, rather, I wasn't his intended bride. He wanted someone who was also Chinese and had a similar cultural background. But he told me that even though I wasn't the one on what I thought I could be as his wife, I was a perfect one for him in terms of being able to understand his emotions and his feelings and to be able to relate with him. 
Oftentimes we have our plan of how we think we need to do things. It's not the way actually it's best unfolding. I think about even my business right now. I think about this podcast. I think about the things that I've done. I've evolved in a way where I went from doing personal train. sorry, from working the government as administrator to doing personal training and to now doing business coaching. And now I find myself doing combined business and life coaching that has evolved. I didn't set out to be on this journey where I'm doing what I'm doing, but I'm loving the path that it's been evolving to. I'm not fighting it. I'm learning that everything is a process and everything's working the way it's ought to be. And that's because I'm turning it over to something that's beyond my control and releasing the outcome and asking all the ways that God, or you can call it the universe or higher power can delight and dazzle you. I think for a lot of us, we are miserable because we're thinking that we're putting too much power in our own ability, in our own ways. And I want to let you know, I want to let you know that there is a better way of doing that. Now let's review our list and summarize the six things that you can do that when things aren't going your way is number one is don't dismiss your emotions, write them down, acknowledge them, talk about them with a friend or a partner. Don't snuff them, ignore them. Number two, center calm and self-nurture. Take a walk, do some exercise, journal. I mentioned coloring, whatever works well for you. Number three, identify what is in your control. Can you write a letter? Can you talk to a friend? Can you delay? Can you ask for help? Can you pay for someone to help you? Can you seek resources? Can you reach out? to someone who may have expertise. Those are the things that are within your control. Don't settle into gloom and doom. Number four, make friends, not enemies. Remember, most people aren't trying to work to stifle your success. They, most people just want to get along. Help people get along by acknowledging the fact that they're in the struggle too, just in a different way. Number five, it's happening for you, not to you. Not everything is an intergalactic battle to ruin your life. Everything is being designed so that you can be able to help other people. And lastly, number six, release over to God the desired outcome. Don't believe for a second that things aren't being designed perfectly for your personal and professional success. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Was there something that I said that really clicked in your mind and said, whoa, I never thought about that. Send me a message at hello at deniseglee.com. And be sure to forward this episode to someone if you think that they will be able to be blessed or take this knowledge and use it if they're facing any problems or circumstances. We want to grow this community. We want to help as many people as possible. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.